Welcome to the Morning Inspiration Podcast with Pastor Walt. At Chosen City Church, we are chosen to overcome, to build, and to be like Jesus. We pray that this podcast will empower you to do the same on today. Let's pray, Lord, you're good to us. Uh, you're, 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 you're an awesome God. You're a great God. You're a God of miracles, signs, and wonders. God, we ask you to uh, forgive us of our sins. Forgive us of our shortcomings. Have your way in this space. Touch like only you can in this space. Heal like only you can in this space. Deliver like only you can in this space. And Lord, when it's all said and done, God, we're careful to give your name all of the glory. Give your name all of the honor. Give your name all of the praise. It's in the powerful name of Jesus. We pray together. Amen. 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 All right, fam. Today, our uh, devotional is coming uh, from uh, Jeremiah, the uh, 29th chapter um, of uh, Jeremiah, the 29th chapter, looking at verse four through uh, 11. Uh, sometimes I think it's hard to kind of talk about the uh, will of God without passing through um, the life uh, and, and of, of Jeremiah, so we can have a deeper understanding as it relates to what uh, uh, Jeremiah, uh, as it relates to God's will. We are on part four of uh, understanding God's. Uh, we're on part four of understanding God's uh, will in uncertain times. And the prayer was simple, y'all. The prayer was that we would trust and believe that God would speak to us with clarity and speak to us with clarity and boldness as it relates to uh, our will. So uh, to I'm sorry, as it relates to his will. So we want to be, continue to go into that today with a faith uh, that God will speak to you with clarity and boldness if he hasn't already spoken to you uh, about uh, his his will. I truly believe this, God. Certainly there's uh, God's will at large, using economic terms. There's at the macro level, right? The, the grand uh, scheme of God's will. And certainly there is the micro, it's smaller uh, under the mic- macro, which is essentially uh, sometimes God's will in various uh, situations, right? So I pray that God has spoken to you about his his will as it relates to his will at large and how you're a part of what he's doing and also how, as it relates to the certain situations uh, that you uh, are facing. I've discovered that sometimes God's will uh, for various situations uh, help us to get to the exact place uh, where we're supposed to do because if we do his will and we're in his will on a daily basis, we will ultimately end up in a place where he uh, would have us to be Jeremiah 29, uh, 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 reading verse 4 through 11. This is what the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says to all the captives he has exiled to Babylon from Jerusalem. Build homes and plan to stay. Plant gardens and eat the food they produce. Marry and have children. Then find spouses for them so that you uh, may have many grandchildren. Multiply. Do not dwindle away and work for the peace and prosperity of the city where I sent you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, for its welfare will determine your welfare. This is what the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel says, do not let your prophets and fortune tellers who are with you in the land of Babylon uh, trick you. Do not listen to their dreams because they are telling you lies in my name. I have not sent them, says the Lord. This is what the Lord says. You will be in Babylon for 70 years, but then I will come and do for you all the good things I have promised, and I will bring you home again. And verse 20, uh, verse 11 is one that uh, many of us are familiar with, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. In those days when you pray, I will listen if you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. Verse 14, 
I will be found by you, says the Lord. I will end your captivity and restore your fortunes. I will gather you out of the nations where I sent you, and I will bring you home again to your own land. And actually, our scripture today is Jeremiah, the 29th chapter, uh, verses 4 through 14. The will of God in uncertain times. Uh, and this is part four. Y'all, here we have an amazing uh, example. I think that just uh, brings together everything, everything that we've talked about as it relates to understanding God's will in the midst of uncertainty. Here we have the prophet uh, Jeremiah. Uh, Jeremiah was uh, known as we all uh, may or may um, not know as the, as the weeping prophet, because essentially uh, when God's will was revealed to him, uh, he he cried because it, it revealed that his people uh, would be going through some challenges because they had gotten they had been disobedient to God. And it's that reminder, like we talked about uh, yesterday, that at the end of the day, sometimes the will of God, uh, you know, can 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 be painful. Sometimes it can hurt. But I want to remind you that is not the will that the God's will is not to harm us. God's will, his plan is to uh, to perfect us to get us where we have to be. And it's just sometimes we have to go through the process. And so um, as God has spoken to uh, Jeremiah, we learn so many things about the life of Jeremiah. We learn um, at the, at, at, in Jeremiah, the first chapter, uh, that uh, Jeremiah was called and anointed at an early, early age before he was formed in his mother's womb. Uh, God knew you. He says, I knew you, Jeremiah. I had a plan for you basically before you got here. Can I ask y'all the question this Saturday morning? Uh, do you believe that Jeremiah, the first chapter where God says, before uh, you were formed in the womb, Jeremiah, I knew you. Do you believe that that plan, uh, do you believe that that applies to your life? Talk to me this morning. Give me a yes. Give me a no. Do you believe that before God put you in your mother's womb, before uh, you were uh, conceived, that God had a plan for your life? That's where faith and understanding God's will comes from. I need to encourage you and remind you that you're not here by happenstance. You're not here by coincidence. You're not here by uh, by accident. You're not here just because your uh, mom and daddy uh, had uh, uh, made made a, made a, made had an accidental moment. Any of that. You are here because God says, "When I formed you, uh, I had a plan uh, for you," and that is the beginning of understanding God's will. We sometimes have to go back and say, when God brought me here, he brought me here with a plan. He brought me here with a purpose. He, God is up to something. And we spend our days sometimes trying to understand what God is up to, but God's will is not lost. And so as we go through it on a daily day basis, I want to remind you part of uh, what we were learning in the book of Matthew from the Sermon on the Mount, when Jesus taught us how to pray, one part of the Lord's prayer, when he was praying, he says this, um, our Father who art in heaven, holy be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be uh, done on earth as it is in heaven. And then I'm going to pause. He says this, give us this day our daily bread. And today you need to be reminded that part of the daily bread that you need is just to know his will for today. When Jeremiah uh, was reminded uh, that he had been called and he was formed perfectly with a perfect plan, uh, all Jeremiah, he didn't know the full plan, but all Jeremiah needed to know was on a daily basis uh, what was uh, he what was required of him. And I want to talk to you, my sister, and say all you need to know on a daily basis is what is required of 
of you. All I want to talk to you is my brother say you need to know on a daily basis what's required of you. And in due season, God will reveal more and more. But sometimes God is uh, going to see if you're going to be obedient to what he's revealed to you today uh, before he even can reveal to you your tomorrow. How can God tell you about the greater works that you're going to do tomorrow and you're not being obedient with what he called you to do today? Hello, Mike Check, is this thing on? I know it's Saturday for some. I know perhaps you may be a little bit sleepy. Can I say it again? Let me run the tape back. Uh, how in the world can he trust you and show you the full revelation of tomorrow? How can he show you the full revelation of what you've been praying for? How can he show you the full revelation of your, of your intimate desires? And how can he show you the full revelation of his big plan uh, for tomorrow if he cannot trust you with what he's shown you today? God is saying, give you, he's going to give you this day your daily bread. And what that means is he's going to show you for today his will. And when he shows you his will today, he's going to give you everything that you need to do his will today. And the more you show God that you can be obedient for your in, in, in your life as it relates to his will for today, the more that he can trust you and show you a little bit of tomorrow, the more he can trust you and show you a little bit of next Tuesday, the more he can trust you and show you a little bit of next week, because he knows now that when he shows you stuff, you're going to be obedient and you can handle it. There are seasons in our life that we can't handle what God wants to reveal to us. So he has to say, I can only feed you in spoonfuls. But if you want God to reveal more and more to you, if you want God to speak to you like he spoke to Jeremiah, show God that you trustworthy. I wish I had some folks this morning that don't mind typing in. You can trust me, Lord. You can reveal it to me, Lord. I will go if you tell me to go, Lord. I will stay uh, if you tell me to stay, God. I will be obedient to everything that you have called me to do. God, you can reveal more to me. You can show me, Father God, because I can handle it, God. And I'm praying in the spirit that you can handle it. Do you think you can handle what God is about to show you? Huh? That's a question, y'all. Wake up, get the cobwebs out. Do you think you can handle if God shows it to you? And I pray in the spirit that we can handle it. And God, if we can't handle it, give us your Holy Spirit. Give us your Holy Ghost to help us to be able to do everything that you've called us to do. And so now we go a little bit further with we understand Jeremiah was one that could handle uh, what God, he was obedient to what God showed him today, and he could handle what God was going to show him on tomorrow. And so now we have our prophet Jeremiah, and God has said, I'm glad you've shown yourself over the years, Jeremiah, because I got to tell you something. Jeremiah uh, is in a time, y'all, uh, where, where, where the people of God are in Babylonian captivity. They uh, had gotten outside of God's will which was often the case in the Old Testament and the Bible when we read about them. And sometimes to get them back into alignment, uh, he would allow things to happen. We, we, we talked about this yesterday. Sometimes the will of God can hurt, right? But his ultimate plan was not for them to stay where they were, but, but to get them where they needed to be, they had to go through something. And I want to remind you sometimes when God needs to get you to where you need to be, uh, you will go through something. And so there was a lot of conversation. There was a great conversation from a lot of people when you're trying to discern uh, the will of God, you have to be reminded that everybody has something to say. In this particular uh, book of the uh, Bible, uh, there were individuals such as uh, Hananiah and Shemaiah. Uh, they uh, had a, a, a message as well. You see, Jeremiah, God had heard received a word from the Lord, and the word from the Lord said this, Jeremiah, I got some news for you. Uh, the people, my people have gotten uh, outside of my will. Uh, and he says, I want to tell you something. He says, uh, you're going to be uh, in captivity 
for 70 um, years, right? You're going to stay where you are for 70 years. And he says this, even though you're going to be there for 70 years, I I, I, I need you to do something. I, I need you to continue to build homes. I, I need you to plant gardens. I need you to uh, be married. I need you to have children. I need you to uh, have grandchildren. I need you to multiply. I need you to uh, not dwindle away. I need you to pray for peace and prosper prosperity for your captor in Babylon because their success is your success because you're going to be there for 70 years. So don't even think about trying to pray for their fall, downfall because where I have you, you're going to be there for a season because this was God's will. I want to talk to somebody right now. I know you're not maybe necessarily happy uh, where you are, uh, but you, can, you must learn that sometimes God is saying you're going to be where you are for a little season, but even if, while you are where you are for a little season, you can still prosper right where you are. You have to learn to grow and plant and prosper even for God, even for before the Lord re releases you to the place that he has promised you. You can learn to prosper in the middle of a bad situation. Can I make it plain for you? If you're an individual that's in a bad uh, relationship and God is, uh, you're waiting on God to do something different, you can still prosper right where you are. If you're an individual that is in a bad financial situation and you're waiting for God to send an increase, you can still prosper before the increase comes. If you're an individual, you're stuck in the middle, you're living life in between and you're waiting for your change to come and your change has not come. God's will is for you to prosper right where you are. Some of us are so worried about what, when God is going to make a way, but God is saying, sometimes I need you to learn how to prosper right where you are. I need some people that have learned how to prosper or right where they are to testify and tell somebody, how in the world did you prosper uh, even in the middle of the divorce situation? How in the world did you learn to prosper even when you were having a bad time in your own house? How did you learn to prosper when you were having struggles raising your own children? God is saying, I know that a change is coming. I know that there is a greater call for you, but you have to learn, my sister, you have to learn, my brother, that it is my will that you can prosper right where you are. Oh, and I was so glad uh, to hear this word because sometimes uh, God has us to go through uh, seasons and we're going to be where we are for a minute. It is what it is, right? We can look at the pandemic and say, listen, how many of us prayed for the pandemic to go away? And even, even today, it's not fully gone, but God in his will had decided before we, and we don't even know what the end is going to be. Uh, but I have discovered something. I'm not worried about uh, um, the, how the end is going to be because I know who's with me in the middle of it. But we prayed for a long time to March 2020. Lord, heal this land. Lord, do a new thing. We prayed Psalm 91. We prayed if my people who are um, called by my name shall humble themselves and pray. We prayed and we prayed. But God said, keep praying, but you're going to be where you are. <laughs> he said, keep praying, but the Rona ain't going nowhere. Keep praying, but it's going to be here for a minute. But God is saying, in the middle of the pandemic, you can still prosper. God is saying, I know that you are going to come out of depression. I know you're going to come out of struggle. But while you are there, you can prosper right where you 
Ah, oh, they're testifying, y'all. Testify, tell somebody how you learn how to prosper right where you are. They need to hear from you as well. There's a woman of God right now. You have prospered right where you are. I saw your hand. I need you to type it in because somebody needs to know, sis, how you did it. They need to know sister to sister. There's a brother out there, brother to brother. Hey, dog, they need to know how you did it. They need to know how you learn how to prosper. Well, how did you not give up on God when you were waiting for your change to come? They need to hear from you today. They need to understand that God is still doing and he is uh, he's still keeping. He's still making a way even in the midst of these difficult times. But look at this. It's always interesting as we are learning and trying to be uh, groomed by God. Here comes somebody that has something to say in this particular passage. Those individuals, Hananiah and Shemaiah, they had a different take on this thing. You know, they, they, they decided to, to start a new church. They decided to preach a different word and they, they said everybody, Jeremiah got it wrong, y'all. Uh, we heard from God too. And, and God hadn't said we're going to be here 70 years. God said he bringing us out of this. Oh, I love sermons that have titles like that. I'm coming out of this. I preached a tournament sermon like that the time myself or two, but we have to be careful when we make promises to people while it was true that they were coming out of it at some point. God had said, y'all going to be here for 70 years. And Hananiah and Shemaiah was like, no, we ain't hearing that. And oh, I can imagine nobody wanted to go to Jeremiah's church, did they? Nobody wanted to hear what Jeremiah was trying to say because Jeremiah prophesied, we're going to be here for a minute. But now Hananiah and Shemaiah said, listen, I want to tell you something. Come to my church. Our service only lasts 59 minutes. Come to our church. We promise you that God is going to bring us out. You're coming out tomorrow. You're coming out in a few minutes. You might as well pack your bags. Ain't no need to build. Ain't no need to plant. Ain't no need to get married here. We coming out of this. And let me ask you a question. Uh, which one Which one did y'all think was more popular? That's pretty easy, right? If people started to listen to the words of Hananiah, then Shemaiah instead of listening to the true and living God. And we have to be careful when we are trying to discern the will of God that we have to be, 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 be guided by the Holy Spirit so that we can know uh, what God is saying in comparison to uh, just always leading to what we want to hear because our enemy, our adversary knows what we want to hear. So when you're trying to hear from God, you got to be careful because the adversary knows what you really want to hear. But sometimes what you really want to hear is not actually what God is actually saying for your situation. Sometimes what you are interpreting uh, is not actually what God is saying for your situation because we have this ability as human beings to hear things. We can all hear the same message, but we can funnel it in such a way in our mind to make it fit what we want it to, 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 to be. We can make it fit what we want it uh, to say, oh, I was reminded by Minister Christine uh, in the text comments on the Zoom side, y'all. She said that it is Jesus who said that that his sheep shall know his voice. And, and as sheep of the most high God, we have to be sure that we are hearing his voice because the moment you decide that I'm going to hear from God and the moment you decide that you're going to do it God's way, there are going to be all other voices and in this season, you have to be able to silence the other voices. In this season, you have to be able to stay away from the other conversations. In this season, you have to be able to stay away because the enemy knows. I'm telling you, he knows. He knows, and he will send someone that looks like a prophet. He will send someone that looks like a prophetess. He will send someone that looks like a person of God to tell you everything opposite of what God had already told you. You got to be careful, as we, and we have to be discerning in this season if we're going to hear the will of God. Well, y'all can probably 
and pretty much tell how this uh, story uh, uh, went. Uh, after a while, um, Jeremiah became the enemy uh, because he was telling people that they were going to be in bondage for 70 years. After a while, Jeremiah became the enemy when he told them that your healing is going to come, but it ain't going to come today. It's going to be a process. After a while, Jeremiah became a healing when he said, God is going to bless you, but you got to hold on a little while longer. After a while, Jeremiah became an enemy when he says, God is going to bless you, but God requires obedience more than he wants your sacrifice. After a while, Jeremiah became the enemy when he said that we're going to be here. And not only are we going to be here, we got to pray for the ones that got us here. Sounds like Jesus, doesn't it? Jesus told us to pray for our enemies. Jeremiah told the people to pray for Babylon. And the more that he started to speak the word of God, the more he started to speak truth to power, the more he became an enemy of the adversary. And I want to remind you, and even an enemy of his own people. And I want to remind you that sometimes when we get up and say we're going to do it God's way, it's an unpopular opinion. I shout out to anybody out there that has ever had an unpopular opinion, but you got to tell them it's more than an unpopular opinion. I'm just doing what God has shown me. I'm being obedient to what God has said. And if I have to go by myself, I'll go. If I have to stand by myself, I'll stand. Because what I have known and I have discovered is I've seen what the end is going to be. If I go and just do what is most popular, if I go and do what's most comfortable, we all going to be dead up in here. So I've got to stand. And that's why Jeremiah would weep because the people uh, wouldn't listen. Jeremiah would weep because he knew if they didn't turn around, but the end was going to be, God. Ah, sometimes when God shows you his will, it may call, cause you to weep. Sometimes when God shows you his will, it may cause you to cry because you understand the significance of what's going to happen if the people around you and your family don't do what God has said. You understand the significance around you, what's going to happen to your spouse if they don't get in God's will. You understand the significance of what happens if your grandchildren never get to know Lord, the Lord for themselves. And when you understand the real truth of the revelation, sometimes you get a little weepy because you just don't want it to be a bad outcome for your people. But I'm glad that God's will is that none should be lost. Second Peter, I believe, 3 and 9 reminds us it's the will of God that all should be saved. But in that process, sometimes there is a little bit of suffering. So now we see Jeremiah and the people have decided that, Jeremiah, we're tired of your talk. You know, Jeremiah, we, 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 we're tired of everything uh, that, that, that you have to say. And now they've thrown uh, Jeremiah um, uh, in, the, in the prison. And sometimes it can feel like God's will uh, can make things worse before our lives, before it gets better. Amen. Somebody talk to me. If God is, if you knew it was God's will when you did something, and then after you did it, it seemed as if it got worse uh, before it got better. But I would take you to Jeremiah, the 33, 33rd chapter. That's why you're here this morning. You're here by, by the power of the Holy Spirit, because uh, Jeremiah 33 is a prophetic word just for you. I want to talk for a few minutes for the people that said, I've been trying to do God's will, and it got worse for me before I got better. Soon as I said, I do, and I knew it was God's will to say I do. Now it's gotten worse for me before it got better. I moved to that doggone city, and it's gotten worse to me, worse for me before it got better. I, I did what they told me to do, and it got worse for me before it got better. Can I talk to that crowd for a minute? If you're not in that crowd, can you pray for that crowd? Because I got a word for them. It's a word directly for this individual, right? So it's a rhema word, right, for those individuals individual who was being obedient to God and it got worse before it got better. This is what uh, the Lord says 
to Jeremiah that you have to apply this to your life as you go forward and operate in the will of God. Jeremiah, the 33rd chapter around the first three verses, uh, this is what the Lord says. The word of the Lord came to Jeremiah a second time. I want to remind you that God is sending a word for you when you feel like things have gotten worse for you before it gets better. Uh, and while Jeremiah was still in the prison, think about it. It's gotten worse with Jeremiah. He's already in Babylonian captivity, and now they put him inside the prison, and God has sent a word to him when things have gotten at, at, at his lowest point. I'm so glad that God sent a word when we are at our lowest point, and this is what the Lord said to him. He says this. He says, he says, the Lord who, 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 uh, uh, the, the, the Lord says this, call me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. I want to talk to the person right now who's been obedient to God's will and it has gotten worse for you before it's gotten any better. God says this, call me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Remember what I told you, Jeremiah has shown himself faithful. He stood flat-footed and said, Hananiah and Shemaiah, you are wrong. Hananiah and Shemaiah, God says, this is going to last a little while longer. Stop trying to make, tell these people what make them feel good and tell them the truth. We're going to be in this struggle a few more minutes. And because now God says, Jeremiah, I knew I could trust you. Jeremiah, I knew you could stand tall. Now, Jeremiah, if you call me, I will answer you and I will show you great and mighty things that you do not know. Why? Because Jeremiah, I can trust you. Then I want to talk to somebody right now because you've shown yourself faithful, even though it's gotten, it seems to have gotten worse before it's gotten better. God is saying, because you have shown yourself faithful, you have the authority to call to him and he will answer you and he will show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Do you know that God wants to show you some great and mighty things, but he can't show you the great and mighty things? things unless you have been faithful like Jeremiah was faithful even when everybody turned against him. There are too many of us that are not faithful when people turn against us. There are not, there are not enough people that are faithful when it gets tough. There are not enough people that stand on the truth when, when the world is changing the standards of what truth is. God has said if you show yourself to be faithful in the midst of it, be faithful in your goings, be faithful in your being, be faithful than you're doing. God says, if you call me, I will answer you and I will show you great and mighty things which you do not know. If you call me, I will answer you and I will reveal my will to you in such a way that it will blow your natural mind. I wish I had some people in here that don't mind crying out to the Lord so the Lord can recall, show you some mighty things. What are those mighty things? There are those hidden things. There are those things that, that he can't reveal to everybody. There are some things that he can't reveal to the rest of your family because they hadn't been faithful like you. There are some things that he can't reveal to everybody that's connected to you because they couldn't handle it. But God is saying, if you call on me and if you, I will answer you uh, and I will show you some things that will change the course of your life. Jeremiah will remain faithful throughout his life to the point that after a while, they discovered that Jeremiah was right. Uh, after a while, they discovered that Jeremiah 
Jeremiah wasn't crazy. Listen, after a while, you're going to be vindicated. Somebody say, I thank God for his vindication. After a while, they're going to say, you wasn't crazy after a while. After a while, you're going to have a Jeremiah moment where the king, I believe his name was Zedekiah. I believe that was his name. It's been a minute, but the, the king uh, came to Jeremiah. You see, uh, Hananiah and Shemaiah had been preaching to the king, and um, and and they had been telling him, we're going to get out of here, king. Don't listen to that, Jeremiah. He's a lunatic. But after a while, when when everything that Jeremiah spoke they started to happen, they started to listen to Jeremiah. And they said, well, y'all, I guess we better start planting. Well, y'all, I guess we better start getting married. Well, y'all, I guess we better start to learn to prosper right where we are. After a while, Jeremiah was indicated. That old king had to go get Jeremiah out of the prison cell. He said, hey, Jeremiah, my bad player. I guess you was right after all. My bad, Jeremiah. I shouldn't have went to that, to the church of Hananiah and Shemaiah. My bad, Jeremiah. I shouldn't have leaned on popular opinion. But Jeremiah, we're struggling. And I got one question for you, Jeremiah, because you're the only one that's been faithful the entire time. I got one question for you, Jeremiah. Is there any word from the Lord? It's one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible. When the people when a person finally realizes that God is working through your life and even though they didn't like you, they see the hand of God on you and they got to come ask you, is there any word from the Lord? My bad, Jeremiah. <laughs> Can we forget about the fact that I put you in prison? My bad, Jeremiah. I was just praying, Jeremiah. Okay, Jeremiah, we messed up real bad, but is there any word from the Lord? And I'm so glad what God is going to do in your life, the same folk that have been stepping on you, the same folks that have been disrespecting you as God reveals his plan to you. They're going to come knock on your door and say, are we going to make it through this pandemic? They're going to come knock on your door and say, y'all think they're going to downsize? They're going to come knock on your door and say, is the gas price going to get any better? They're going to come knock on your door and say, hey, what church you go to? They're going to come knock on your door and say, hey, you got a devotional I can read? They're going to come knock on your door and say, is there any word from the Lord? And they're going to come knock on your door because everything that God said through you has prove it to be true and you have been obedient and God can reveal so much more to you. Now, everybody around you wants and needs what you have. And that is why the will of God is all about us being in position to do and be a part of the move of God that is happening in this season. In this season, God says, I need to position you. I need to prepare you so that you could be a part of the move. I'm saving lives. I'm delivering people. And when he when Jeremiah being part of the move ultimately was able to say, what we said on yesterday, that the part of God's will is to restore his people. Part of God's will is to make people whole. And you're a part of God's plan of restoration. You're a part, you're a part, God, part of God's plan to help people to be restored. But for you to be a part of the plan, you have to be restored yourself. It's prayer time, y'all. I pray right now on this Saturday morning that God will restore. I pray right now on this uh, Saturday morning that God will reveal if there's any specific prayer requests as it relates to God's will, type them in right now. Type them in Facebook, type them in YouTube. Say it out loud if you can't type. We're going to the Lord in prayer. Thank y'all for journeying with us over the last few days. It's been dynamic. The Lord has been moving in such a way sometimes I can't even contain it. I try to come in here and be quiet, but God is speaking to me in such a way I just in my brain just be going. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's uh let's take let's talk to the Lord in, in, in prayer. Lord, we come to you right now that your sisters and your brothers, your children, God. We uh, we come as sisters and brothers, but your children, Father God, we come to you. 
humbly know how God you right now I've asked uh, individuals to uh, to cry out either out loud or to type into the comments father God as it relates uh to whatever it is they need understanding on God but we had to acknowledge something very important God well, you reveal to us more, God. We have to be obedient to what you've already said, what is already known. Help us, God, to be obedient to uh, what you've already said to it for us to do. Help us, God, to be obedient and to be faithful, Father God, because the reason some of us, God, cannot see more is because we've not been obedient to what you've already shown us. We haven't been obedient to what you're already saying to do, but you're just waiting on us to be obedient, obedient. God, we're calling to you, Father God, because we're, you said you would answer. And if we're obedient, you will reveal to us stuff that we never knew about you before. God, we call to you, Father God, in the midst of uncertainty, we call to you, God, and ask that you reveal your will to your people in a special way. We call to you right now, and we look at these prayer requests that are coming in in various platforms and various places, the prayer requests that are coming in later on. When somebody hears this, Here's, here's this message at the appointed time. I pray, God, right now in the name of Jesus that someone will hear this message at the appointed time and be reminded of the power of your, of your will. God, I praise you today. I thank you today. God, we touch and agree in the mighty name of Jesus that our will will be clear, clearer today. We pray, God, that we are obedient once you show it to us. We pray, God, that you for a fresh anointing uh, to do it. We pray, God, and thank you for the resources to make it happen. God, we pray that you remove every distraction, remove every voice that is speaking in opposition of what you have to say. Make it plain, Father God, so we don't make a wrong choice. Make it plain, Father God, so that we can be obedient. And Lord, when it's all said and done, we're careful, Father God, to give your name all of the glory, give your name all of the honor, give your name all of the praise. For it's in the powerful and undisputed name of Jesus, we pray together as a family and the people of God say, amen. Amen and amen. Listen, love you all, mean it. Uh, God bless you and look forward to seeing uh, many of you all in, in, in worship, wherever you may be worshiping. We understand people worship at a variety of different places. Just make sure that you worship. And when you go in, don't come back out the same way that you went in, in the name of Jesus. See you all on Monday, same bat time, same bat channel. God bless and have a great rest of the weekend. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to the Morning Inspiration with Pastor Wald podcast. This and other podcasts, as well as our live Sunday morning service, can be found on all of our streaming platforms and are also available on the new Chosen City Church app, which is available on both the Apple Store and Google Play. We would love to see you in person on Sunday morning at either our 8 a.m. or 1015 services. We are located at 13925 Irwin Road in Charlotte, North Carolina. We hope to see you soon and have a blessed day.